Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. This week, we want to talk about something that we think is relevant and important to a lot of people at the moment in the crazy world we're living in. We are going to talk about five tips to starting your own business. Amy and I have represented many businesses over the years, and we've helped you know many businesses start up and guided them along the way and continue to represent them today. So we have some tips that we think are good for starting your own business. You know, in today's world, which Amy and I were just talking about, with all the things going on, you know, with the vaccine, for example, certain employers requiring the vaccine, if somebody doesn't want to get it, you know, people are thinking, okay, if this happens to me, what is my next step going to be? And one of those steps for somebody could be starting your own business. So we want to talk about something that we think will be helpful today. So the first step that we think is so important, number one, is obviously decide what kind of business you want to start. And Amy, do you want to talk about this one? Yeah. So the reason that this kind of seems a little silly is like the first tip of like deciding what business you want, because sometimes it could be what you're doing that you just want to do on your own and you want to start your own business. For example, if you're lawyers like us and you are no longer willing to or desirous of working in a larger firm or in the firm that you are, or you want to shift your niche, then you can switch and open up and hang your own shingle. Or it could be something that is your passion, that maybe you're at an opportunity right now, given you know the COVID situation and the circumstances, that you're saying, I'm feeling like a tug, that I want to start a business that's more aligned to a passion of mine. Maybe you're a writer that wants to start writing a blog or writing books, or maybe you want to start doing some kind of coaching, financial, personal, etc. So you have to kind of tap in and decide what business it is that you want. And the reason that you need to start there is because there's a lot of steps to follow once you decide what that business is. If you're not clear from the beginning, it's going to be a really muddy process. So we're emphasizing you deciding what that business is from the start so that you can kind of allay all of those issues and really focus on, okay, once I decide, now what's the next step? And it could be a combination of your passion and what you're already doing. Like, like for us, of course, we at one point thought we hated practicing law, but we realized (laughs) now that that wasn't the case. But so practicing law is our career and it's always been our career. And so that's what we've continued to do, but in a completely different way. We knew at some point that this is where we want to be. So we had to combine our career with a new way of doing our business, which is virtually. 
which is something that, you know, five years ago, if you told me we'd be running a virtual law firm, I would have told you you were out of your mind. I would have said, what is that? I know. <laughs> what is that? That's right. right. Because for how many years? 17 years, I was in an office working for law firms and that's what it was. We had, you know, people working there. I had a secretary, we had paralegals, and that was just the way things were done. Yeah. So now not being in a brick and mortar office every day of the week and working in leggings every day, total side note. So Amy and I are litigators and I was talking to somebody about taking professional photos. And I said, if you looked at professional photos of me from a couple of years ago, I was always in a suit, in a black suit. Yeah. And now I'm in a tank top and leggings at my desk, unless I'm yeah. like leaving to go to a closing or something. If I have court, <laughs> I'll be at my desk in leggings, but I have a suit jacket on. Yeah. So if you told me that this was going to be my life a couple of years ago, I would have told you you were out of your mind, but this is a combination of how we want to work now, our vision with a, really a continuation of our career. I mean, and people are, you could laugh all you want audience here, but I will tell you, Laura and I started talking about this. I can't even tell what 2017, maybe 2018. Yeah. And I remember Laura distinctly telling me over our morning coffee chats, like, Amy, one day we're going to work from the comfort of our own home <laughs> in our beautiful office spaces and we're going to be in leggings and we're going to have virtual coffee chats. And I was like, okay, Laura, <laughs> like we'll get there eventually. Right. And I were doing it. Right. Which I think leads perfectly to tip number two is casting your vision for your business. Laura has casted the vision for this business. She casted it years ago, but it is such a crucial step and it cannot be overlooked. Right. You have to have a vision right? You have to have a plan. So it's constantly evolving, but you know, whether you're in a career and you want to step out on your own, like for me, before I partnered with Amy, I was, you know, at another law firm and I stepped out and started my own practice. Like you don't have to have partners. You don't have to, it could be just you make your own plan. What is your vision for your business? So at that time I knew my vision was, you know, running my office from home, having a space to meet clients and do the things that I needed to do. There were certain things that I wanted to have in place. And when I was by myself, I had a vision of where I wanted to be 12 months, 24 months, five years from now. So, you know, from the smallest things to where's your office space going to be to what kind of business do you want to run and what, it, what exactly is your vision for that business? I think when Amy and I were talking about the tips we wanted to give for this podcast, I originally had the first tip as deciding what legal structure is appropriate for your business. And Amy said, no, no, I think the most important is first you have to decide what business you want and what is your vision for that business going to be? And then you can go from there, right? Yeah, because the thinking behind that is this. If you cast out your vision, first you're setting it in motion. Because when you start to speak these things into the universe, they're going to start coming to you if you are prepared to receive them. Okay? Which is happening to us lately, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's bizarre. It's really weird. I can't even go into it today. Maybe another podcast we will, but 
it's crazy. Laura and I share a brain, but that's beside the point. So that's the one thing. And some people will say like, that's crazy talk. Like that's like weird, like juju stuff that you guys are talking about, but it's true. You're going to receive what it is that you put out. Okay. So that's one. The second thing is, is that if you cast your vision for what the business looks like at a 10,000 foot aerial view, you have a mile post or a mile marker that you can then work back from. You always hear that whenever you're supposed to be setting goals, you can set really big goals, but the only way that you're actually going to achieve them is by then chunking them down. So when you cast out this big vision, you can say, I want to have a home office and I want to, you know, build this burgeoning law practice. Okay. But then how do you get there? And how does that intersect with your personal life? How does it intersect with your professional dreams and goals? So from that big picture, you can then start being even more specific and getting into the nitty gritty of what it's actually going to take for you to get to that vision. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. And pro- probably not what somebody would expect to hear from a lawyer in yeah. terms of the order of our tips. You know what it is though too? It's, it's a roadmap that you wouldn't expect from an attorney, but- Again, it's because we're business owners too. And doing the work that we've been doing of how to create a business, a sustainable business that's going to actually be successful and the most effective and efficient, you can't just start at, well, what do I have to do every day to bring in business and clients and money that's adding to the bottom line? That's not always sustainable. That's not always the best place to start. The place to start is, what, is what, what do I want this to look like and how do I get there? Right. So what business do you want to start? Number one. Number two, what is your vision for your business? And then we believe comes what legal structure is best for your business. So if you are going to be by yourself, are you going to have a sole proprietorship or are you going to have partners? Do you need to form a limited liability company? These are all things that depend on your particular circumstances. For me, when I first went out on my own, it was just me. I started my business and planned everything and met all the legal requirements for being just me. But then, you know, when Amy came on board and we became partners, then it changed. I had a client just call me yesterday and he said, I need you to help me. I'm going into business with somebody and I need you to help me prepare an operating agreement. And we talked about the importance of having a written agreement when you are going into business with somebody, because as we have talked about all the time, you have to plan for the worst when everything is going well. So when you're starting a business, if you're going to have, you know, whether it's a partnership, you know, you're going to be a member in an LLC, if you're going to start an S Corp and you have shareholders, then there's all other kind of requirements that come with that. Are you going to have a board of directors where the officer is going to be? So your specific legal structure is going to depend on your business and whether you're going into business with somebody else. And I think something so important in addition to figuring out the legal structure and speaking with an attorney is talking with your accountant, right? Yes. What structure, what are the tax consequences of the particular legal structure that you are thinking about choosing? And I always advise my clients, even though I have, can have certain legal guidance to give them, I'm not an accountant. So maybe a certain structure would be better for them for tax reasons. Yeah. And it's important too, that you as a business owner actually understand it. 
So like I, I said this at a, on a recent podcast, find a tax professional or an accountant or somebody that, that's going to work with you and actually teach you so that you walk away from those conversations understanding. Because the worst thing that you can do is say, well, I've got a guy for that or I've got a gal. They handle all of my tax stuff for me. No, no. <laughs> you, need to, you need to know because I can't tell you how many times Laura and I have also dealt with business owners who then thought they could trust their professionals and their financial realm. And then <sighs> down the line, there's a complete breakdown because they don't have their pulse on or their finger on what's actually happening in the financial aspect of their business and tax liabilities and all of that stuff. You need to know from A to Z. It, ta it takes a lot of digging in and learning. And I'm not saying that you need to go get like accounting for dummies and, you know, read it on the weekends. That's not what I'm suggesting. But what I am suggesting is don't think that you can bring that person on to your team and then just say, okay, go off, off you go, you go. pay attention to it. You know, handle the money. <laughs> yeah. Handle it for me. Thank you. See you in April when we file our taxes. Like, no, <laughs> nope. no, you really need to know the details. And it's so important from the very beginning to understand the tax consequences of right. whatever legal structure you're going to choose um, for your business. And along those lines is tip number four, deciding whether you need employees immediately. And if so, what roles are they going to fill? And yeah. what the financial consequences of that are. And Amy and I know this firsthand. It's so exciting to start your own business. Like mm -hmm. we were so excited when we started our firm. Yep. But we were also realistic about where we were. Of course, we had goals and knew where we wanted to go, but we wanted to keep our overhead as low as possible. So that we didn't have that financial stress. Now, for some businesses, that's just not a possible, like you need a brick and mortar space, you know, for certain businesses. For us, thankfully, we don't, we don't need that. But if you do need that, you have to sit down and figure out what are the financial aspects of that business. And if you want employees, can you actually afford them? Right? And that goes back to vision, which Laura and I talked about at the beginning of our partnership is do we want to be a business that carries debt right out the gate? That's a huge, huge question. And for both Laura and I, financially and personally, our financial goals are no. We don't want to have to take on huge debts in order to create a bigger business because, like she said, that financial stress and that burden is going to add on to the, the stresses of your everyday life, which we know as litigators, stressful and transactional work. It's stressful. So for us though, that was a line in the sand where we said, if we can't do it and we can't feel comfortable that we can meet that need, then it's not happening for us yet. Right. And that's the key word yet. Now you can consider hiring somebody part-time. Yep. Would a virtual assistant work for you? Would somebody remotely work for you? There are different things you can think about, but you have to explore all the avenues to make sure that it's a financially sound decision. You don't want to get caught up in the excitement and all that of starting a new business. And then a couple months later, say to yourself, oh my God, I took on too much, right? Yeah. And then yeah. maybe have to let somebody go or something like that. So are you going to have employees? If so, do you need part-time, full-time? And 
are they going to be an employee or an independent contractor? So these are all things that you need to consider. And whether they are an employee or an independent contractor, have a written agreement with them. You have to do that. You have to have all your ducks in a row. I'm telling you, I know, you know, it's hard as a business owner to spend that money up front because I know some people think to themselves, like, what is the benefit I'm getting from this? I'm spending money to prepare these agreements. Like, what do I need them for? You need them. <laughs> so right. it's so important to have those things in place. So if you're going to have an employee, figure out whether it's an employee or an independent contractor, what is their role going to be? What can you afford to pay them? Are they going to be full-time, part-time? Whatever the circumstances are, have a written agreement. And I'll say one thing about the written agreement. And I heard this recently. I forget the context that it was in, but it was one of my clients. And I was talking to them about agreements in general, on a general scale. And I said to them, the importance of the agreement is protection, really. And when it comes to employment contracts or agreements between your employees or your independent contractors, you're protecting your business, but you're also protecting your relationship with that individual because you are giving them a roadmap that says, here, this is what our relationship is on paper. And these are the rights that you have. These are the rights that I have. These are the liabilities. This is the accountability that we expect from each other all the way down the line. You're, you're basically writing it all out. And what Laura is saying too, and everybody likes to gloss over this because it takes time in air quotes, it takes time to have to do this. And you can't just jump in head first into the business and doing the business. You have to do this and plan for these things while things are good. Don't wait until things go south to then try to get yourself out of the mountain of issues that are, you know, weighing on you and on the relationship with this person. For small business owners too, you could be hiring friends, family, relatives, whoever, somebody close to you. A an agreement with them is going to protect that business relationship that you're fostering with them. Yeah, which leads into our last tip, which is consult an attorney. Just like you want to plan for the worst when things are good, don't wait until you have a problem in your business to consult with an attorney. Have somebody from the beginning, from formation, right? So an attorney can help you form the business, get your legal agreements in place. If you need you know, guidance in terms of contacting an accountant or a financial professional, maybe they can you point you in a certain direction and they can help you, you know, work through the issues now when you're starting up so that you don't have problems later. Not to say that you're not going to have problems if you have an attorney, because that's simply not true, but you're less likely to have the magnitude of problems that you could have if you didn't use an attorney, if you don't set it up the right way, if you don't have the written agreements that you need. It's so, so important. So I just think that even though, you know, sometimes somebody doesn't want to take on the financial burden of hiring an attorney, maybe you can, maybe it's not going to be as much money as you thought. Like maybe you literally for free. You don't know until right. you ask. Right. Find out what it is. Consult with a couple of, a couple of different people. Find out what their rates are. Find somebody you're comfortable with and have somebody that you can have in your corner in the beginning when you're setting things up, but that can stay with you along the way so that if you do have an issue, you can consult with them. If you need additional agreements in the future, if you need to amend an agreement, stuff like that, you can reach out to them. They've already worked with you. You can get it done quickly and that's it. 
it's always better to have an attorney in your corner that you consult can consult with from start to finish. Do you agree? I agree. And just one more, I think this would be 5B for our tips would be in addition to consulting an attorney, when you're starting a business, consult with the person that's already doing the thing that you want to do. Yes. If, if there's somebody in your area. So for me, it's funny because it's like consult an attorney. Well, I'm consulting Laura Katina because <laughs> when I wanted to go out and partner with her, obviously she's the person I consulted with, but she was already doing the thing that I wanted to do. So right. for me, it was, let me find a mentor, somebody that I look up to, somebody that I respect, somebody that's aligned with me. Let me find out what they're doing, what they had to do in order to be where they are now. And you would be surprised how many people are actually willing to just take a half hour to an hour of their time to just talk through certain things that they maybe have experienced because they have experience as a business owner and just talking through with you what you should expect and what you need to do. And I'm sure they're going to tell you to get an attorney, a legal professional on your team. And we went through everything. I went through what my expenses were. I told you the good things about what I was doing, the harder things about what I was doing so that you were able to come into the situation with your eyes wide open. Like you knew the pros, the cons, the costs, all of it. So Amy brings up such an important point. Find somebody who's already doing what you want to do and speak with them about the logistics because you may talk to them and figure out, you know what, this isn't what I want to do. Right. 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 Or I need to pave the pathway to make it into my own. So, okay, great. I got some insight from you. I don't want to do it that way. So let me see if I can figure out a way to do it this way. And then there you go enter your legal professional to help guide you really along those steps. Yeah. And I feel like there are a lot of people in this situation today trying to navigate, what am I doing next? Um, So if starting a business has been on your radar for quite some time and now's the right time to do it, we thought these tips would be helpful. So we'll recap really quickly. One, decide what kind of business you want to start. Is it your passion? Is it something you're already doing? Like for us, we were already in our career. Two, cast your vision for your business, which also means you need to evaluate your personal personal and professional goals and do all that vision slash goal setting. Then comes the legal stuff. Decide what your legal structure is going to be. Are you going to have partners? Are you going to be on your own? Decide whether you're going to have employees and what you need to do in that context. And then finally, well, actually there's two parts to this one, (laughs) consult with an attorney and then consult with somebody who is already doing what you want to do so they can help guide you, you know, through the process and tell them, you know, things that you need to know if that's the path that you want to take. So we thank you for spending some time with us today and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.